Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, this is Jay Dewey, one of your co-hosts from the Could Be Better podcast, coming to you with a special bonus episode, or maybe we should call it a sidebar conversation that we taped during our April episode when we came to the article about using non-neutral colors as neutrals, and somehow we wound up here and eventually talking about celebrities' plastic surgeries. Um, So uh, here you go. Hopefully this will tide you over until we release our May episode, which we will be taping very soon. In the meantime, please check us out at couldbebetterpodcast.com. We've been posting some more newsy features uh, and, and our takes on things that are happening within the design world. You can also follow us, of course, on uh, Facebook, and uh, most of the activity is on Instagram. So a couple of polls we've done in our stories have been uh, fun, thanks to my co-host Rob for putting those together. Hope you had a happy Easter, and uh, we look forward to coming back and talking with you about the May 2019 issue. Keep listening for more of our conversation about neutrals, and just be reassured that we'll be there for you. Well, I mean, I think, and and throughout the article, because it's a number of pages, and it's a number of different colors, I think they work better or worse in some colors. Like, some of them... I agree that they've neutralized in the background and you yeah. can layer. There are some that I'm like, that's really not a neutral. It's taking over yeah. the room. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah. It no, does... I, was, I was joking when you could say like, Oh, both. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Hot pink is a neutral. <laughs> they, they kind of redefine. I think I wrote, so skipping ahead. Yeah. Later on, on page one of five, here's, here's how we're rethinking neutrals. Okay? Yes. Yep. It's any color versatile enough, power verse enough, <laughs> to be used as a background to layer other colors onto. Yeah. So that's what we're. That's how we can say crazy things like purple is a neutral. Purple was a neutral in the Friends loft. No. Oh, don't tell me you didn't watch Friends. Now no. You're gonna, uh, Everybody. <laughs> so that makes Everybody. it wrong. No, no, no. <laughs> what? What? What, no, here's here's what here's the, here's my diatribe about, about Friends. Uh oh. Now that the millennials have rediscovered Friends, and they apparently like when it was added to I think Hulu or Netflix, yeah, it like like broke all the download records. Right. Like everybody was watching Friends again, whole new generation, right. and like loving it. And then, but those of us who if you loved it and watched it, and right. went, you went through it again. Now I'm like, oh wait a minute. Again, they were like super, super. Again, hetero. Yeah, there's there was a lot of actually anti LGBT stuff. Yes, in, a lot. Yeah, that lot. you didn't realize yeah. watching it because we were, you know. Also, and and I'm, <laughs> I'm stealing this from like an article I read that was talking about how Friends started, you know, like trending again. Right. Um, was like being watched by all these people of a new generation, but like the whole premise of the show is. Oh Ross, you paleontologist, you smart person, you're a nerd. Right? Don't be so brainy. <laughs> Just be stupid with the rest right. of us hanging out at this coffee shop. Right. 
Oh, yeah. Rachel, you're stupid, but you're the one everyone loves. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. You yeah. don't even know how to make a cup of coffee. Yeah. Like that's how the whole yeah. premise started. Yeah. yeah. And it was. I mean, there is this whole like backlash about it. it was the dumbing down of America, which happened long before France. But um, yeah. But it didn't help. It did. <laughs> But I watched. I loved it. But yeah. But that's the thing. In the '90s, when you were well, watching it, it's like well, you it must was also see, it yeah. was also my life. I was living in the village in the '90s, watching it with my friends, talking about it at work the mm-hmm. next day. Um, it was so there was there was it was a Gen X generational thing. Yeah. Um, and there are lots of things. I mean, that's come up when they just did the live version of Rent. There's all these people mm-hmm. looking back at Rent and saying, you know, like it's a like straight person story about other people with HIV. And you're like, oh, fuck, it is. Like it's like, yeah. but there were, and this is what we need to think about as we tell stories. At certain parts of our culture and times in our culture, there are only some voices that'll be heard. And if they're going to tell that story mm-hmm. that hasn't been told before, I think we have to get give space and room for that and look back at it and say, yes. So the nineties, um, there wasn't a lot of people who were talking about single people struggling in life and maybe they were like stereotypes, but everything else was a family sitcom up until friends. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, there was, and there was no discussion about HIV and AIDS on Broadway outside of Angels in America, which yeah. was so cerebral for people yeah, yeah. that, you know, Rent and Friends yeah. and things like that opened up that stuff to a new generation. And so there you have it, Jay Dewey. <laughs> Don't get mad at Friends because they had a purple room. See, I brought it back. Thank you. I was wondering how we did get on this. Oh, come on. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. pretty good. Can, uh, I sh- can I share another secret with you? You have secrets from me? But not, um, but we'll see how this goes, right? Okay. <laughs> I'm ready. I hated Rent. Um, like, I saw it on Broadway. I really hated it. So, why did you hate it? Tell me why. Um, I just, I, because I felt like it was, um, uh, even though Broadway is for the masses and it's kind of like by design needs to be this way, that it was like, like, I'm going to you cry now. Feel sympathetic now. Uh, feel well, joy and exhilaration now. Like they're just pushing these buttons. Like the all everyone that I saw the show with, like was crying by the end of it. And I was like, that was the sappiest, stupidest thing I've ever seen. I, I, I get that. I think that there are definitely um there are pieces of art and movies and films that strike us, some of us, in a very different way, right? Um, and again, I, you know, I hate to, you know, latch onto that point in time and why it resonated for me. But I was living in New York, like I knew people who were in like artist lofts. Like it was, it was where I was at the time, mm-hmm. and so I was like, oh my god, look, there's me. Um, though I wasn't that cool. I didn't, I've never played a music, a music, musical instrument in my life. Like, you know, whatever. I didn't even know a drag queen then, but <laughs> or a trans person, <laughs> but like it was, it resonated for me in terms of like, that's where I was in my own life. But I, it was also an opera. Like opera doesn't appeal to a lot of people mm-hmm. and operas are designed 
to even though you don't know what they're saying in another language, to go, oh, now I'm supposed to cry. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Oh, uh, right? I, like, I, I get that. Like, oh, I get that. that looks yeah. emotional. I'm yeah. going to cry. Like, yes. so, I guess I react better to a piece where they don't tell me what to feel, and I just figure it out, and I feel it. Right, yeah. right. So, like, uh, you know, my reaction, it's totally different. It's more fluff, but my reaction to Dirty Dancing was that was the most ridiculous piece of shit I've ever seen in my entire life. And all my friends were like mm-hmm. literally in love and seeing it five times. Yeah. And I was like, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> like, right. You know, so I think that there are different cultural pieces that don't resonate with everyone. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. I think that's totally fine. Absolutely. Um, I don't think any less of you that you didn't like Rent. Okay. But at the time, I did love Friends. But right. But now, just I, we look at it with a different lens. Go, it's very, it's very time-specific, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so interesting. Yeah. But they're still making millions of dollars. I know. They're like... But yeah. She doesn't really need to be in that Avino ad on page whatever. Yeah. Actually, I'm kind of happy that she is. Because have you seen Courtney Cox's face? No. Oh, it's she's just it's just mm. all redone. I mean, it's not even her face. But anyway, yeah, Matthew Perry. Ooh. Oh, you know. So not everyone, <laughs> not everyone can be a neutral. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to pull it back. Yeah. <laughs> this will be a nice bonus episode. <laughs> well, so we actually have important things to say about culture, not just better homes and gardens. We have an interesting True. perspective. True. Could Be Better podcast is hosted by Rob Conlon and Jay Dewey and is produced and edited by Jay Dewey. The music is from Ben Sound. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts and please rate us on iTunes or listen at couldbebetterpodcast.com. You can also follow the guys on Facebook and Instagram. <laughs>